This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes. Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly Coming to you live from the Ziggurat at Omaha, deep below the metro area, it's THN, cover to cover, for Saturday, January 8th, 2022, first show of the year, Joe Patrick. My name is Matt Baum. Hells yeah. I am the internet's Joe Patrick. Here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Central Time, Matt and I go live on Facebook and Zoom to wrap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week, live with our listeners. This is a live show, like Joe just mentioned, so we need you to play along. If you jump into our Zoom, you'll find that link. It's over on the top of our live stream on the Faces book. Or you can call us at 402-819-4894. Or you can use our Facebook call now button. Or you can chat with us in the Facebook live chat if you want to get in on the action. If you can't call in live, that's cool too. Leave us a message or send an MP3 to 2 at gmail.com. But you don't just have to do that for cover to cover. You can hit us with an Ask a Nerd idea. You can say, I'm looking for new comics to read, and I'm into this, this, and this, and we'll throw new comics at you. It's good for all that crap, right? So, all that all that crap. Real quick here, we're going to open these phone lines and talk to you nerds, but Joey, before we do that, we like to start the show with a little news and editorial crossfire we call Nerd News. Nerd News. Uh, just before we begin, heads up, at the uh, top here, there will be spoilers for... Recent nerdy TV and movies, notably uh, Star Starman, Spider Man No Way Home, Star Trek Discovery, Hawkeye, and something I forgot. But thank you for uh, Matt for putting it in the script, The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, uh, you should definitely expect spoilers for those programs. Uh, if anything else happens to come up, we will let you know if we're going to spoil it. Yeah, and no, when and, it happens. If you want to talk about something, just ask us. Is it cool if I is our spoilers cool? And we'll make the call right there. Yeah, but for the things we mentioned, expect the expect them. Full yes. Uh, in comic related news, Jeff Lemire is going exclusive in quotes with Image. Uh, those quotes are not mine; they were in every story I read. Yeah. So long, Dark Horse. Image Comics announced an exclusive deal with the Sweet Tooth and Black Hammer creator this week. Here's a quote from the man himself. Having worked with Image on so many projects over the last decade, I've come to appreciate the complete creative freedom and support that they've provided me. I'm excited to make Image the exclusive home for all my projects in the years to come, both solo projects that I will draw myself and various collabos. Bone Orchard and Little Monsters are just the start of what I have planned this year and beyond. And quote, he did not say collabos. That's I used artistic. <laughs> Thank <for> that. you. <laughs> um, so Bone Orchard is a book coming up with Andrea Sorrentino, who he worked with on Gideon Falls. Little Monsters is coming with Dustin Wynn. It looks so good, uh, he, too. <laughs> it looks like a ton Black, of fun. <laughs> uh, Black Hammer will stay at Dark Horse, and he'll finish that up. I'm sure it's got an end point. And uh, it is a print-only deal, so it won't affect his you know, NFTs on Substack or whatever the f*** he's doing over there. I do think it's interesting that he, he's moving out just as Bendis moved in. <laughs> he's like, I'm not sharing an office with this jackass. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, Bendis did his time at uh, at Image, so yeah. you know, yeah, the, the guy goes, the guy goes where the the wind takes him. So. No, good for Lemire though, and I think he's at a point where he's writing so much stuff 
that it just makes sense for him to have it all in one place where he can own it. It's a hundred percent his and he can do whatever he wants with it. You know, I'm, I'm sure he had creator, you know, deals with dark horse and whatnot. There's no reason to move, to move black hammer. He's got a good thing going, but I, it makes sense to me that he would choose image because he's got a good relationship with them. They support him. They, they, uh, they do good by him. They, and a lot of his uh, work has come out through image and it has been great. Why wouldn't he if they are, you know, sweetening the deal with whatever exclusive terms come with that? For sure. So, yeah, good for him. He's an idea machine. He is an idea machine. And like other than like really other than the occasional thing here and there, you've got Ether and you've got Black Hammer. But I can't really think of anything big. May's book. May's book was Dark Horse. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, May's book is also a three issue mini. So I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing for Lemire. You know, whatever is good for creators is good for the industry. For sure. Um, He is going to finish Swamp Thing Green Hell as well, which he was already contracted for with DC, which I'm very much looking forward to. It's going to be awesome. Excited for that one. In other news, Scott Pilgrim has an anime coming to Netflix. Brian Lee O'Malley's beloved Scott Pilgrim is getting the anime treatment for a new Netflix series. O'Malley is writing and executive producing with Ben David Grabinski. I love that last name. The showrunner behind the revival of Are You Afraid of the Dark and Nickelodeon. I don't know if that's a thing that has happened yet or not. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> the anime house Science Saru is on tap to provide animation. They did two of the Star Wars Vision shorts. Uh, one was called Akakiri, which I believe was like the samurai one, and T0B1. They also worked on Devilman Crybaby for Netflix, which is an amazing visual feast with some really creepy underage sexual undertones. So oh, great. <laughs> be warned. Awesome. Man, great, I, can though. Tell, <laughs> I, I understand why you love it, man. The music was incredible. No, um, there were some people that got mad about this and they're like, why can't they just do a Scott Pilgrim cartoon? Like, I don't know if you noticed, but Scott Pilgrim uh, is very manga inspired <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it is a manga video game brought to comedy more or less. So this is perfect for it. I'm super excited for this. And quite honestly, I don't want to see anybody else but Edgar Wright do like a movie style Scott Pilgrim. So this is probably the best place for it, right? Yeah, I agree. And I think that, um, I don't know. I, it, it's funny. I, I, I had, uh, I was discussing this with some other friends, uh, recently and I told you, I don't like you having other friends. You get all uppity. Uh, and sorry. You get I was dis- I was discussing this with some other total strangers. Uh, and, um, one of them mentioned that, you know, they weren't really into the Scott Pilgrim movie. And uh, I guess there are a, a fair amount of people that just weren't that into it. I see. And, and that's I the kind that, of thing that's like, if you check that box on your personality test, I don't know if we can get along. Well, <laughs> you know what I, I mean, mean? <laughs> like, I, it's I such a great that, movie. <laughs> I, I think that it's a very, um, I think it caters to a very specific narrow audience. For sure. Uh, video games, anime, you know, uh, youth slacker you know like if you're a if you're a 40 something you know midwestern teacher you're you might not like might not be your cup of meat you know what i mean i guess it is kieran gillen's uh or kieran gillen pardon me kieran culkin's second best performance of all time though i'm giving succession number one but <laughs> uh well okay uh 
Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's great. I think it's great. I th- I think that uh, it was made for animation. Totally. And as much as I enjoyed the movie, I think that you're going to be able to capture the spirit of the comic yeah. much better than uh, uh, in a cartoon, in an anime, than you are in live action. And they better lean so. into it. They better do some full-on, like, 16-bit, like, VGM scenes and stuff. Like, go crazy. Oh, you know they will. Yeah. You know they definitely will. You have will. to. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Finally, it's Hulk versus Thor, Banner of War. Get it? Mm-hmm. Donny Case has been tapped by Marvel to answer the question, who is the mightiest Avenger in what he's calling the Grawlix craziest fight that Marvel Comics has ever seen? It's kind of a long Grawlix, so I'm guessing it's shit buddiest. It's the shit buddiest, <laughs> craziest fight that Marvel know. Comics has ever seen. Uh, I, I thought I, my first thought was kick dickinest. Oh, kick dickinest. Uh, like it's the kick dickinest craziest yeah. fight. The story will be a crossover between uh, the Thor and the Hulk books titled Hulk versus Thor colon banner of war. The story kicks off April 27th with good God Hulk versus Thor colon banner of war. <laughs> number one, alpha number one, not just number one. It's no, alpha number alpha one. Number one. It continues in May with Thor 25 and Hulk number seven. Uh, then, of course, Thor 26, Hulk number eight. Uh, and I'm sure it will wrap up in an Omega issue. Which uh, the, I am so done with Alpha and Omega bullshit. I Just mean, whatever. one shot. That's all we need. Stop it. <laughs> right? I, but you, you got to bookend it. I get I, it. Whatever. It's just dumb. Uh, it's going to have art by Martin Kokolo, whose name does not ring any bells, no. with covers by Gary Frank. That guy I know. Um, obviously, this is not the first time Hulk and Thor have fought. Um, but um, Marvel is trying to tell you that this is going to definitively answer the question, who is the strongest? I assure you it will not. Probably. It will not definitively answer anything. Darnie Cates is saying somebody wins. He's saying, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yes, I'm, I'm sure that that's true. He's coming out saying somebody wins. But no, I mean, like, I don't think like, and then Thor right. never walked again. So, yeah, I guess Hulk won that fight. <laughs> uh, a historical note, the first time the Hulk and the Thor, the Hulk and the Thor fought, uh, was Avengers number three from 1963. Hulk kicked Thor's ass and then tied him up to the railroad tracks. Happened really fast. Like with railroad tracks. Took railroad uh, tracks and bent him around. Oh, tied, I'm so, so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I Not, misread that. He tied him up with railroad no, tracks. No, this wasn't so like with, a Dudley Do-Right cartoon. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah, snidely whiplash. Yeah. I, I was looking at a list of Hulk versus Thor fights. And somebody on the internet thank you, whoever you are, was nice enough to put like win, lose, or draw by like each one for the winner. I loved that game show. Surprisingly, they have like tied in battle more than anything. And I was in my head, the Hulk- Are you surprised, Matt? Are you really surprised? Well, in my head, the Hulk just wins his fight every time. The Hulk's the strongest there is. No. We just finished a Hulk series where in the far future, the Hulk turns into a giant space god that beats up planets. Yes, right, which is certainly something we all know to be true of the Hulk. For decades of reading the Hulk, the guy turns into a cosmic space god. Hey, the leader saw it happen. I didn't, all right? I'm just following him. I'm saying, like, the Hulk, look, if you want to get super nerdy about it, the Hulk and Thor both have class 100 strength. Which means that they are able to lift parentheses <laughs> I press. I hate this crap so much. Over one hundred tons. Right. Uh, now, I, I'm not even going to talk about the like the numerator on the on the right. on the power meter that you love so much. Um, but yeah, class one hundred strength, which, which means they top out at over one hundred tons. The what the Hulk has going for him is that he gets stronger 
as his rage increases, the right. better Hulk gets, the stronger Hulk gets. But what Thor has going for him is vast cosmic god powers. Sure. So, no, the Hulk does not win that fight every time. So, no. Joe Patrick, who wins the fight for you? Who's your guy? Call your shot. Well, I think right now the, the, Thor is Odin, so I think that Thor wins this fight, but I don't think, I don't I don't really know. I still think the Hulk wins every time. I'm giving it to the Hulk. Strongest there I, is. I, but he's not. That's just what the Hulk. That's just what the Hulk tells himself. I to believe make himself him. Feel good. And you know who else believes it? The Hulk. That's it's like it's what it's like. What Batman is so constantly murmuring to himself when he's perched on that gargoyle is like, "I am vengeance." Like, yeah, I get it, Hulk. <laughs> you think you're the strongest? I get it. But yeah, I mean, I look. The answer is it's going to be whoever Donny Cates wants to win. <laughs> it's an age old fight though, and I love these discussions we used to have. Yeah, like, I do. I do too. But yeah, the, there is no answer. The answer no. is who, the answer is yes. The answer to who wins in a fight is yes. But what do you nerds uh, think? Who wins? Hulk Thor. Let, let's hear it. But look, let's I mean, if arguments. you're talking about like the tail of the tape here, if the Thor, has, if Thor, I keep saying the Thor. I know. If Thor has the power of Odin, then that just beats about anybody. Mm, I don't know if it beats the Hulk, dude. Yeah, it beats the Hulk, man. He doesn't have cosmic powers. Strong as there is. I'll just keep saying that. Stop like. saying it. <laughs> so tired of it. Well, let's hear from you guys, though. Who wins? The Hulk versus Thor. It's it's an age-old fight. I love it. it I, I love dumb discussions like this. all this time. Let's get into Beauty it. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, you know. And I don't want to hear from any of you. Oh, yeah, the Thing could beat up the Hulk. Nope. Sorry. No. Stop. The Thing does not have class 100 strength, <laughs> no. so no. <laughs> but before we get into that, Joe Patrick, reset this question of the week for these jerks. All right, it's time for our annual Listener's Choice Awards. That means we want to hear your best of picks for whatever nerdy media you want to rap about, whether it's comics, video games, movies, TV, books without pictures, whatever. Fun, fun. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's fun, get into fun. it. Fun. Right now, let's open these damn phone lines. Let's let our buddy JD got a catch in here. Happy New Year, JD. What are we rapping Happy about New today? Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How you guys feeling? Good. I mean, not, you know what? Surprisingly uh, good. Neither I, one of us is feeling great. But I have we are COVID, happy to be here. Like We're I'm, happy to be here. I'm fully boosted, so I got the COVID, and it's just like a bad cold. So okay, I'm all right. Good. All right. Uh, so quick hits. Uh, so my depots. Um, Want to start off with since you know I've been a little derelict in my duties for the Lake House. I'll start with my non-Marvel DC favorite. Uh, I got to go with Vault Comics. Yeah, uh, both Vampire the Masquerade and the uh, World of Darkness, Crimson Thaw. Both of those have been excellent. Nice. Vault's had a great year. Really, yeah, I like. Year. I really like Vault Vault books. Mm-hmm. Back to the House of Ideas, best character slash story. I got to go with the Dared Electra. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. woman without fear. Yeah. Yes. Very. Good I'm so stuff. excited for that new for that new uh, for that new series coming out of Devil's Reign. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, looking forward to that. Best new costume. Um, I like Miles's new costume. I do too. I like it a lot. The sweatsuit. Yeah, I like it a lot actually. And it's a little Scarlet Spider, but it's yeah. way more tasteful. I mean, yeah. in a cool way. Yeah, that's yeah. Just like it. It, it, it's not Scarlet Spider in like a oh he just threw that shit together. It's like no, 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 purpose, no, not at all. Like and purposefully I, designed. And I think I buy it a little more when I like somebody with a sense of style like Miles Morales does it, as opposed oh, yeah. to like when a white dude cuts off the sleeves on his own. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, it's actually it's 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 actually there's an in story reason for it. If, I mean. Sp- very minor spoilers for Miles Morales. Uh, mm-hmm. um, if you're reading the book, at uh, one point, Miles saved the life of a young fashion design prodigy. Yeah. And um, he's like, hey, man, 
I'm, I'll, I'll fix up your gear anytime you want. Hit me up. And Spidey's uh, Miles' suit got trashed, and uh, the kid gave designed him a new, like, slick street gear yeah. Spider-Man costume that's, like, functional and fashionable. And I love it. I, I, it's, I, yeah. I get super... I'm so over superheroes designing their own costumes. Unless you're Tony yeah. Stark, you know, or Reed Richards. I get Jana that. Van Dyne, uh, Jana Van Dyne, who is an actual fashion designer. Jana Van Dyne, sure. Design your shit. And I guarantee. Wasn't there a time when she was like designing everyone's for them? She was, yes. There yeah. was. She was designing costumes and then they were getting, like, I think Reed was probably hooking them up with unstable molecules and yeah, shit like that. Stuff like know. that, which I'm fine with. But if you're like street level dude, yeah. like, and, and you're just going to like whip up your costume and it's got yeah, like, like armor the, crap on it. Like, come on. Spider-Man. Like the <laughs> idea that, uh, that fifth, that the, that the Steve Ditko 15 year old yeah. Peter Parker right. had like a screen printing rig in his attic room. Right. Or uh, like Tobey uh, Maguire when he stitched that crap together yeah. in the movie. You're like, like if, hold on. What, did you put where did puff you paint get the, on it? Like, what is that? Yeah, where, like, what is this? What is this raised rubber made out yeah. of? What is okay. what is this stuff? Yeah. I, I got on early because I haven't seen No Way Home yet. I feel like we're veering that direction. I'm just going to pull it back real quick. Um, so just I'm going to skip the rest of my stuff because I was a couple things I wanted to talk about. Uh, I know you guys haven't been really digging on the Infinite Comics on Marvel Unlimited. But uh, there is one that came out this week called Infinite Possibilities, and it's kind of like a preview of 2022 for Marvel Unlimited. Oh, okay. And all I have, and all I have to say is that one image, brute force. Yes, I saw something about brute force. What? Brute force is coming back, baby. Okay, Joe Patrick, <laughs> I, I want a short. Who is brute? Who the hell is brute force? Uh, brute. Uh, <laughs> I am brute. aware of the name, but I can't even no, just, picture. Just, just go. Just go back to Disney Plus. Watch the six one six episode with Paul. Right. Shear. Right. With with Paul Shear. Right. Um, so basically, brute force. A brute force it occupies the same space as like the power pachyderms, right? Or um, it is the oh, uh, it is the no. it is the animals <laughs> it is the animals in robot suits genre. Yep, found it. Um, and so that's it. So it's like. Yeah, this is that's the comic you you, you read when you want to read about a, a dolphin with an Uzi or whatever it was yeah. that he had. Brute force, um, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah, God. dolphin with an Uzi. I was dude, I was right. Um, yeah, oh, no. I, I mean, in fact I believe that we reviewed one of these uh, oh, in a Cosmic God. Long Box uh, ages ago. Uh, we did, and it was like they had made a, a recent appearance in something that we read. Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't. You're right. They they showed up in a. It was a Deadpool thing. There was like a oh, Deadpool yeah, yeah. annual or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, so brute force brute force has made modern appearances, and uh, right. yeah, so. Uh, they are very silly. They're I, very like, silly. I get why dolphins with guns are scary because, like, if they if dolphins get guns, we are f- they they are going to yeah. be so mad at us. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> totally. I love I loved your uh, Patreon uh, special about Hawkeye. Um, I just it was awesome, and I don't really have a whole lot more to add to that. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. It's just really good. Uh, Book of Boba Fett. Uh, my thought on that is if the Mandalorian was space western. Is Book of Boba Fett dances with Bantha? Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 um, I, I've been calling it Banthas with Wolves, which, <laughs> which does not is do, it doesn't make sense, but it, no. it rhymes. <laughs> it fits the rhyme scheme better. Got the better. Yeah. You understand what I mean when I say it? Like it fits the rhyme yeah. scheme. Better. Right. It's his yeah. spiritual rebirth. This is. Yeah. This is totally Boba Fett wanders into the wild, finds who his real person. He's not just. 
some piece of crap bounty hunter. He finds a reason. He realizes, like, there's a downtrodden population here, and I've been part of a larger problem. And he does DMT and snorts a lizard and, like, sees the light, baby. You know? And, like, I get that. Yeah, I mean, I Boba, that's one thing totally I was surprised that, Boba Fett. <laughs> is that uh, Boba Fett does a lot of drugs in this show. Hey, Lots of yeah. drugs. Tuscan Raiders are stony bros, and I, I think it's awesome, man. I, like, I love yeah. it. He went on his, like, spirit journey and everything and, like, came back. By the end of episode two, I was just, like... Oh, <laughs> I was exhausted. It was so good. I loved it. Um, yeah. He carves a stick and everything. It's like, yes. <laughs> oh. The first episode was good. Uh, I thought the second episode was great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it, it is It is kind of a very dances with wolves kind of thing. But like they saved him, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, he taught them some tricks, which is great. But like. You know they were they were surviving just fine in that desert, bro. But they 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 taught him a thing or two. They they uh, embraced him into their culture, and and the whole thing with the stick was awesome. Oh man, yeah, um, so cool. Where he had to go on the vision quest to find the branch. Oh man, yeah. Oh, I just remembered uh, ADHD brain. Uh, back to Hawkeye. I did hear one weird theory about uh, Jacques. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. That uh, that he someone actually theorized that he may be the uh kind of the Nick Fury slash Tony Stark for the Young Avengers. Hmm. Interesting. He might be like kind of the one who gathers the group together. Hmm. I don't know about that. We'll see. I don't know if I love that. I feel like I, I just still feel I mean like I thought that shifted. that I mean I I don't know. I don't know. Uh why Jacques would be my question. Yeah. Because um, he's there, he's excited. He's <sighs> He, he's tied to Kate, who's kind of the de facto leader. I mean, tied to Kate, I'll give you, but um, I'll need a little bit more than because he's there. I'm still hoping he's uh, a possessed space plant myself. So, I mean, oh yeah, I, I right, you know, we yeah. got we got a Kotati yeah. ghost out there somewhere. I'm a huge Kotati guy, I, you know how I get. Uh, yeah, you're a big time, big big Kotati. You're yeah. a big Kotati head. I, I, I got that Kotati tattoo the, uh, years ago, you know, and it's oh man, it's oh, old. and then also, uh, I don't think. Kingpin, that's not our kingpin. That's not the that's not the Netflix kingpin. You don't think, I think so? That's, no, I think I think this is a multiversal. Like I think the Netflix continuity is a different timeline or a different universe because the the cane, the flowered shirt, all of that was more like comic booky yeah. than it was the the original Netflix stuff. He was more mustache twirling villain than he was the menacing you know jilted lover i don't totally disagree i mean i think it remains to be seen what they're going to do if we're going to massage it or we're just not going to talk about it i think it remains to be seen but i I don't disagree this was a much favorite my favorite concept or my favorite theory for how they're going to do the netflix stuff is they're going to bring back d'onofrio and cox and all of that but they're rebooting the the continuity that's just going to be, you know, they're going to reintroduce daredevil. They're going to reintroduce, they've reintroduced the kingpin. And that was a legit introduction. If you did not see the Netflix shows, you know who the kingpin is. You understand that. Sure. Through, sure. through Hawkeye. So I don't know. I, I love the fact that he had the, the diamond tip cane. And yeah, no, I, I loved it. It was, it was straight up Bill Sankevich, like looking kingpin, you know, it was well, great. And also, 
and also it makes sense that he's more the comic book kingpin because he's more invulnerable because you guys were arguing about whether or not Echo shot him in the face and she did because she did it in the comic. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't remember that. She did shoot him. She shot shot him him straight in the the head in the comics. Yeah. That's true. Um, well, David I mean, Chan, that's fine. I mean, that re- my point, regardless, is that he did not die in that. Yeah. W- right. 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 So. And and but yeah, because he can survive a gunshot to the head because he's fucking kingpin. Yeah, Damon Chan just brought that up in the in the chat as well, where like this kingpin we saw was yeah. way tougher than the kingpin yeah. we saw in the Netflix show. Like he was a badass, I mean, sure. I but mean, I don't. This, he was throwing he people around. <laughs> like, he did. Like, he did that in the Netflix show too. Yeah. I mean, he fought some people, but it didn't look like this. He wasn't. Yes, no, this Matt. I, as somebody who human. just, re, I just rewatched Daredevil season one. Yeah, I disagree. Yes. He looks superhumanly no. strong in this, and I don't think they he's made not superhumanly strong. Yeah, he is kingpin strong. What's that, JD? If if he was that invulnerable in the Netflix show, he wouldn't have needed the suit. Totally agree. He wouldn't have needed the bulletproof suit. I, I don't know. Damon Chan even said the I'm Netflix not. version doesn't survive a bomb blast. I mean, like yeah. this this version of the Kingpin is way tougher. You are Absolutely. not you you will never convince me that this version of the Kingpin has superhuman powers. I'm just shutting this down. I'm not right saying now. superhuman, but I'm saying he's way stronger than what we no, saw. No, the Daredevil. Kingpin has always been tough. Always. And I, I don't agree with Damon Chan. I think that lots of people survive bomb blasts all the damn time he got in hit comics. By a car. He and, got hit, like, I mean, come yeah, on. Who did? <laughs> yeah, and and in and in shows like look. I'm just. I'm not saying he's superhuman. I'm just saying he's more powerful than the Netflix. Version. I totally agree. I, I. I don't. I don't. I don't buy that. I think. I. I think that. I think. Here's what I think. Let's all raise our hand. Everybody. We all agree. Joe Patrick's wrong here. Okay. That's their everybody. hands are already raised. That's everybody. That's so. not even fair. <laughs> <laughs> here's what I think. I think that uh, it's going to be nebulous and it's going to be in continuity or not, depending on what you want it to be. They're never yeah. gonna. They're never gonna reference. They probably won't reference Bullseye. They probably won't reference uh, Electra, uh, not for years and years, if if, yeah. if ever. Yeah. John so They're just gonna leave it open to interpretation. I don't buy that. The like to me, this version of Kingpin, Kingpin throwing people around, being super fast, being strong as hell. That's always been Kingpin, always, and he was yeah. like that in the show. Hmm. I, it was like yeah, that on the Netflix show. You're way off here. John Tavertic in the in the chat is saying Vincent D'Onofrio yeah. said that it is the same kingpin, but he's different because the blimp, the blimp, the blimp changed him. He blipped out. And when he came he's back, the blimp. things were different. <laughs> he felt a little different. The blip will change a guy. Yeah, that, that. I agree with that. And that, that yeah. would also be a great, that's, the blip gives us such a great out for any of those weird changes like that. You totally, know? totally. I mean, I suppose I, I'm I, JD. We're gonna but, we're gonna keep rolling here, but it is good I, to talk to you. I don't I don't like the precedent that sets. Right. No, bye, JD. Well, I, go see Spider Man. Frank's uh, go, go ahead. Finish I your don't thought, like Joe. I don't like the precedent this sets. I don't like the idea that's like yeah, people come back from the blip different. No, they don't. They well, come back exactly the way they were. I don't. I mean, like, but you would definitely. There would be mental things that could happen. Yeah, you. mental. Yeah, <laughs> like, me, I mean, obviously mental. Saying. Yes, he but like nobody's coming. Nobody's coming mentally. back stronger. Nobody's no, no, coming no, back no, from no. The blip That's not stronger. What, that's not what he's saying, and yeah, I don't no. think that happened either. I just uh, we're seeing this. Yeah, character. Hello, strong. hi, frankly, Frank. How hi. are you, buddy? <laughs> uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm, I'm done arguing about Kingpin. I just. I think right. you guys are wrong. 
moving on. I, Melissa, I, Joe, I agree with you about Kingpin. Thank you. Always, always the same. Man. I didn't he bring you on here. Hello, I, it is I, Patrick, the video Frank. man. <laughs> All right. Hey, no, no, no. Don't touch the mic, please. Don't please hey, don't guys, speak to the video um, man. I, I just. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let, let's start with my. I'll give you the answer of the week. I'm gonna say I only really have one thing, um, and I think it came out last year. You guys had suggested it was that uh, the Jack Kirby Epic Life yep. of the King of Comics book. That was that's my favorite. It was that's great. That's his name. That was that was my favorite thing that came out last year. I did. I mean, I did ah. love. Shh, come on, I did love the um, the uh, Immortal Hulk. You know, and I was I was all in. I was all in for the, for the all the Star Trek. No, there's a, not, not there, a blue there Hulk. Was there was a blue Hulk, Hulk for a minute there, actually. Yeah, well, no, it was a blue abomination. Yeah, it was a blue it's abomination. abomination. Yeah. A-bomb. Sorry, his name is A-bomb. A-bomb. Hated it. Right. <laughs> um, hated it. Hated yeah. it. So, so, yeah, I my favorite thing, yeah, was this comic book by uh, by Tom, uh, was it Sculpt? Tom Scioli, Scioli. Is how we pronounce it. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. Thank you. I'm dyslexic. I cannot read things. Well, Scioli, uh, it's a hard one to say. Don't don't feel bad it about is, it. Like, is that it a hard is. K? Is but it a C? Is, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm Italian. You would think I would know Frank, how to pronounce Frank, you can't blame that. dyslexia on how to pronounce C's. You you put the C in the right <laughs> spot, right. dude. All right. Fine. Fine. Um, <laughs> I, I would like to... <laughs> I would like to talk about uh, everything, but I'm not going to talk about everything. Yeah, thank you. I'm sure other people go. Um, I'll, I'll just say, love Spider-Man No Way Home. It was fantastic. We got to get Jimbo in here because I knew, I know yeah. that I freaked his bean when I mentioned class 100 strengths. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we'll he, he, um, he was just like, I, I thought he was going to like throw a fit and leave when I mentioned it. Frank, loved, keep going. Loved Sorry. Hawkeye. Hawkeye was great. Okay, I'm going. Loved Hawkeye. Hawkeye was fantastic, but I'm not going to talk about it. Um, it was actually it gave <laughs> it gave Hawkeye his backstory he deserved. Yeah. And I'm 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 loving the book of Boba Fett because we're giving this cultural backstory to the Tuscans, and I'm yeah. like, that's great. Oh yeah, I, lo- this, I, loved, just, yeah. I love. I love the uh, the expanded uh, like cultural lore yes. of the Tuscan Raiders. Totally, because yeah. look, I, there's I, some people like, why are they spending all this time on the Tuscan Raiders? They're a blank slate. We don't we yeah. don't crap yeah. about them, you know. Whoa, oh, I'm getting a get an emergency. Oh, locating a missing twelve year old. All right, I'll keep my eyes peeled. Oh, oh wait, was that you? Yeah, that was both <laughs> of us. I think. <laughs> why did Max the missing twelve year old? Yeah, I don't know. Amber alert. Oh, baby. Um, so. Uh, so anyway, yeah, the book of Boba Fett. I mean, it's only two episodes in Matt hundred percent agree. The first episode, I was like, this is missing something. It's missing something. Yeah. And then the second episode, it just hit on all cylinders, man. It was great. Yep. Yep. Um, for sure. So I want, I did call to talk about Star Trek discovery. There was so much Star Trek discovery, three weeks of it. And I'll try to keep it brief. I'm going to start with this. I'm going to start with. I was sad that there wasn't one because I had forgotten me too. That at the end of the last one, it was like, and returning in February. It's like, yeah. Yeah. mid-season finale. And we only get, it's, yeah. it's only a month, but right, um, I'm, 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 I'm actually really upset they took, they, that Tilly is off the show I kind of am too. I kind of am too. But I'm feeling I think my theory is that they're doing a, they're doing a spinoff of Starfleet Academy. They, well, and that's and something that they've be been talking about next. for so yes. long. And yes. I, I think it's a great, I think now's the time for like a Starfleet Academy. Totally. Like, oh, absolutely. hundred percent. And I think this, be perfect for that. I, I think it like, I think it's much more exciting to do it here in this um, era of Starfleet mm-hmm. where it's like mm-hmm. still kind of the wild West, you know, yeah. it, not everybody trusts each other yeah. and we're still convincing people that right. the Federation is cool again. Yeah. And uh, I think that's much more interesting than like, 
it's Starfleet Academy, except now it's 30 years later and right. it's, you know, it's Nog and uh, whoever. I would have loved that at no, the time. No, that would have been great. That would have been great. Um, but now it's like, yeah, okay, well, we've seen, we already know what Starfleet was right. back then. And this right. frees it of and all the baggage, too. The, I mean, like, right. we don't have to worry yeah. about that. As opposed yeah, to trying yeah, to... You don't have to, yeah. It's like somebody shows up that looks half Cardassian, half Bajorn. So what? Yeah. You know, or, yeah, or like future. wire Ferengi there. We get it. You know? Right. And I think it's going to um, be a fun show. I think it's going to be fun. I don't think it's going to be like super serious. Yeah. Like the, like, like discovery is, I think it's going to be fun. And Star Trek over the years has proven it could be anything it wants to be from being a comedy to a horror. Um, yeah. So I think it's going to be a fun show and I, and I'm looking forward to it if it happens and I hope it happens. Um, I hope so, it happens too. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking, so far, this this now we talked about last time we talked about Star Trek. I was like, yeah, pacing is a little slow, but you know what? I think that slow pacing really set us up for what's currently going on right now, totally. and it's just it's just really again. I'm I'm going to use the same analogy. It's hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. You know, the show is just it it, yeah. it 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 did a lot of groundwork, and I think it's paying off. I think it's paying off. Right so now. we we talked about this briefly on Facebook, Frank. I um. You don't think it's V'ger anymore. You don't, I don't think, think the it's DMA V'ger is V'ger. Why is that? No, it's not. Well, because I think it, Matt, it was Matt, don't act V'ger. like you know what the hell you're it's talking not. about. You don't have any reason to believe that it's not V'ger. I have every Matt. reason to believe it's not. The same reason that Frank does. Listen. <laughs> I think if it was V'ger, it wouldn't have come from outside the galaxy. Right. And I think it's because it's coming from outside the galaxy. I have three possibilities. One, My one possibility is the Kelvins that were trying to invade our galaxy a thousand years ago. Um, my other, cause they're from another galaxy. My other possibility is the same race that developed the doomsday machine. And this is another kind of doomsday machine, but instead of it being out to kill, it's out to make peace. And I think, I think the whole, the whole argument that what if this is a peacemaking expedition, it's just, it just doesn't understand or we don't understand that it's a peacemaking expedition. Right. My third is, and you're going to hate this. I know you guys are going to hate this because I know you don't like Will <laughs> Wheaton, but third is it's Wesley Crusher. But um, because they never resolved. They ne what? Wesley Tell Howe. Me, uh, yeah, Wesley Howe. Yeah, what are you well, talking about well, when you say that? Wesley, okay, so I know Wesley was back in Star Trek Six or Star Trek Insurrection. I can't remember when uh, Riker and, and, and Troy oh, got married. Oh, yeah, he, he was at the wedding, yes. But um, I, I want to say he, it was Star Trek Insurrection. Insurrection. Yeah, I think that he, because no, he has No, it was that, Nemesis, wasn't it? It was Nemesis? Okay, yes. Because Insur Insurrection, right. the first time we see them in Insurrection is, is when Data shoots that... Um, Data's running around invisible, and he. Oh right. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and I and I think um, I mean my theory for it being Wesley Crusher is is really like fast and loose, but because he is able to travel like without a ship, you know, had maybe he got he traveled outside the universe, outside the galaxy, and couldn't get back in, and had to have some kind of ship built. And we all know Wesley's a genius, this like genius that's be that goes beyond what humanity has. It could be him. I sincerely um, hope it's I, not. I, 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 so all of this stuff you're talking about, about Wesley talk, traveling without a ship, I do not remember any of that. Like, did he gain some sort of cosmic powers or something? Yeah. Yeah. Don't do you remember at the end of the episode with the uh, with the traveler? He left with the traveler without a ship. They just disappeared. I remember he left with the traveler. I remember that. Yeah. 
at one point, the tra- he and the travel were trying to get the ship back into normal space, and Wesley disappeared momentarily as well. Oh. So Wesley Wesley has the same has the ability to differentiate between time and space, whereas humans most humans don't. And I think because of that, the traveler actually sought him out. Ooh, I hope we don't um, do this. You know, a, a I lot really of people want to Wesley. Is, <laughs> you know what? Listen, I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't. I, I like. I like. Will I don't hate your I know theory. We disagree like, on that. I think your theory yeah. makes some good sense. I just. I hope we're not doing that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, regarding the, the Kelvins, um, I yes, wasn't familiar with the Kelvins. Um, so. So it's I looked it up. They turn everybody into twelve-sided polyhedral styrofoam blocks. Uh, okay, so series. this is what I when I looked it up on Memory Alpha. This is what I got. Yeah. Um, it, the Kelvin, uh, the Kelvins were two versions of the same guy from different universes. Oh no no no! You're thinking of that's okay. So you're you're talking that's yeah. the Kelvin universe as opposed to okay. So look up by any other name. Shh, one second, buddy. What's up? Look up by any other name, the original Star Trek series. That's the that's the episode they appear in. They're a race from outside outside our galaxy. Yeah, like a different dimension trying, almost. No, no, they weren't from a different dimension. They were from outside our galaxy. And oh, they don't look human. They took human form. Oh. And because they took human form, they were they had been in human form so long they were beginning to act like humans. And that's what that's what the the, the way they were able to kind of defeat them was through humanity. Um but when Spock mind melds with them, he sees what their true form is. And their true form is like they're hundreds of feet tall, many eyed, many tentacled. And I'm like, oh, so they're like some kind of a Cthulhu. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm I am. So there's there's Kelvin with an I and Kelvan with an A. These are the, OK. Yeah. These are the Kel, the Kelvan that they're from the Kelvan Empire. Um, yes. uh, so that was my fault for. Uh, okay. pronouncing it or spelling it wrong but yeah so okay the i, I i'm yeah the it was um yeah i know that the, the I, I know that the jj abrams is the kelvin verse right. but um the kelvin in this original series it's like he's he was obsessed with the idea that his doppelganger from an alternate universe not the mirror universe but an alternate universe was going right. to come and was going to come to our universe, and when he did, he he was from an antimatter universe, and when he got here, um, so, both universes would be destroyed. And that's at the end last, of the ep- that's yes. He, and then at the end of the episode, you find out, oh, he's like it was all the same guy. It was all the same guy. He was having it was all the same guy. Right? I was thinking it was a mixture of both of what we were talking about. So there's that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I like by any other name, like that's the, that is not what I was. That it's not what you I looked were, up. So we were thinking of uh, the annihilation experiment. I think or, 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 I can't. I can't remember the exact name. Maybe it's the annihilation experiment with Lazarus. Lazarus was. Um, well, maybe that was, you know, what? Yeah, you're yes. right. It was Lazarus that now, I looked up. It was Lazarus that I so, wasn't sure about. Okay, so now, I have a theory. But this also brings me to, wait, wait, what, this also brings me to this idea that is Tarka, is it Tarka or Tarkin? Tarka, Tarka. He's trying to get into another universe. Is his buddy who left, is that Lazarus? Is that somehow, was he somehow maybe, able maybe. to break down time yeah, and space? Yeah, right. Oh, Could so, because, right, like, book, book says, um... He says he's from another universe, and Book says, "Oh, like the mirror universe." And, right. And and Tarka says, I, "You know, it's cute that you think there are only two, mm-hmm. right, or right. something like that, right?" And yeah. uh, I was like, "Oh, that's a that's such a good line." Um, but uh, yeah, so he's from an alternate 
Earth or an alternate universe. Alternate universe, right. Um, right. and yeah, maybe it's maybe it's the Lazarus thing. Um, my thought about Viger is that like wasn't Viger's whole deal that he was on his way out, 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 out? He was going farther and farther out, like a thousand years hence. Why couldn't he be outside the galaxy? He came back. I, you know, if he came back to Earth they and then they back. went out yeah. to floor again. Right. But I don't know. I don't know if they I left the galaxy. I don't think it's Viger. Mm-hmm. I think it's closer to what we're talking about, the Lazarus thing. It has something to do with Tark. And I think that it's going to also have some type of introduction into the new Star Trek show with Spock and Pike. It's going to be something yes. from the past, yes. whispering to the future. The, and it's, um, I think it's going to be really closely related. I don't to that. know. About, I, I think there'll be some connection, but I don't know about something. I don't. Something I, don't, I, don't I also don't really need that. Like we already have that connection. We already know Burnham. The, the crew right. is from there. I don't like, We already have that connection. Right. But I think this is how they, they get us excited for the new show. It's going to be part I, of that. Do, why do they need to work? Why do they need to work that hard? I already want it. I get more it. than anything. You nerds are easy marks. They're trying to hit everybody here. So Frank, no, it is you, good to talk to you. Come on, it's a lot of Star Trek talk, and I love it. Oh, Frank! Oh yeah, yeah. In the absence of a new episode of Star Trek Discovery, I did watch the first five episodes of Star Trek Prodigy. Did you watch the last one, Kobayashi Maru one? I haven't watched the final one. I ran out of time, but I watched the first five episodes. It is really great. All right, it's so much fun. It's It's very good. The next episode, I will just say this: that next episode, what? just I'm a big baby and it literally made me cry. I was all right, yeah, it's, it's on it's on next. It it's great. the next one. It was so great. We're all big See babies here. No shame in that. All right. Good to talk to you, Frank. Brian Domingos. Bye, Frank. Get in here. Let's talk about some comic books, can we? There he is. Hey now, guys. Hey now. Man, I, I wish I cared half as much about anything that the way Frank cares about Star Trek. Oh, I know. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. It but lights like, up his life. And, and Joe, I was there with you with the Kelvin thing. I was like, I sort of know what that is. And then it was like, oh, it's Kelvin. I was like, all right, I'm going to tune out until they say my name. Yeah, I, don't no, know what I, about. yeah I was just like, what? Oh. It's, it's just deep. And, and I'm, I'm excited for you guys that there's content out there that you want to watch. That's great. Thank you. Brian. Um, Thank you. That's awesome. I mean, why not? They, they've only got a streaming channel. They should pack it with as much stuff as they can. Yeah, it's, really. It's it's there are only be, so many different CSI yeah. uh, variations. It's quickly going to become the thing. Star Trek channel, I think. So. <laughs> well, right, well now, I mean, right now, it's got three things going for it. It's got um, every variety of CSI, NCIS, and Star Trek. Right. So, and the Good Wife like spinoff for, or whatever. For decades, it was that Good Wife spinoff I watched last night. It's terrific. Um, the, uh, for decades, Paramount was Star Trek. Like that's all yeah, that's I, true. you know, when I yeah. heard that, I thought of that. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, comic stuff. Um, I usually have my like golden Beppo list, but, uh, because time doesn't exist anymore, I don't know when anything came out or remember anything. I anymore. know. So, right. Um, yeah. you know, like I even went through like, what did I like pre-order? What, and I, and I was like, I don't even know. I, I, I don't, I, I had a good time reading comics. I can't tell you anything really specifically um, other than this week. Um, Cause I grabbed the uh, justice league incarnate number three, which is um, a series I'm really enjoying as they like this weird multiversal justice league travels through the multiverse yeah. fighting uh, dark side. And I don't know if you guys saw this issue, but it's like the nineties comic issue. Joshua Williamson. Okay. It's Joshua Williamson and Dennis Culver and then a bunch of artists, depending on the issue. But this is the 90s issue. And the first page, um, it's a Justice League 
version of Youngblood, and it says you can't stop the Nimrod yes. Squad. That's oh, what man. they're called, and it is it is hilarious. And it's one hilarious. of the one of the the Shaft character was named Fletch. <laughs> the 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 uh, the diehard is named uh, Point Break, and he looks like it's like Red Tornado, and it's hilarious. That's great. Um, yeah, it's great. It's one of the, yeah. I said I have to get to the store so I can have this. Yeah, um, and, and, all- and the the previous issue was the Marvel issue where it was Thanos versus Darkseid. Uh, and right. Dark, yes. And basically, Dark Side snapped Thanos's neck. Well, it was called like the Infinite, you know, you know, uh, conquest or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and this all, you know, this issue also had uh, one member of Young of uh, Wetworks and three members of the original Wildcats. So you know, I had to oh, rush wow. to the store um, to grab that. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Pretty fun. Um, yeah. Um, so one thing that came up on the uh, the fan page was about the uh, the Jeff Johns Brian Hitch JSA not happening. Oh, right. Yeah. Which is a bummer. But when I really thought about it, I thought, you know what? I've read, a, a, I think, enough Jeff John's JSA. Like, I, I think I'm upset there's not a JSA book. Uh, yeah, but I don't that, know that I, you know, what I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm really glad Scott Snyder didn't do one because I would have completely not cared about that. 100%. I don't need Scott you know, Snyder doing a JSA book. I don't need I, to don't ever read wrong, another though. comic by him ever again. I don't so. know if we, t- if we take, like, that Jeff John's JSA and put it into DC now, like, does it work? Is it instantly forgotten? Is it canceled in five issues because nobody cares? Like, I, I don't Why know. Why would any of that be true? Because, like, you're not going to have Batman in it, and the only thing they're selling right now seems to be Batman. That's no. not true. There's, there's three, there are three or four Aquaman books on the shelves right now. Right, yeah, disagree. and Matt, only 50% of the books are Batman. Yeah, I was going to say Listen, there's 25 Batman books out there. there. There are, people are, they would not be putting them out if people weren't buying them, for one. It's true, yeah, it's true. Um, right. But, you know, but I did look and it's like, there's like multiple Aquaman books, multiple Man Wonder Woman books. Um, multiple Supermans. Yeah, like they're. I don't know. Like they've got, they have these IP they got to sell. So if people are going to do it. And they're they're It feels like their catalog has shrunk because we're getting fewer different characters, Yeah, but we're still getting a ton of books. Yeah, that's true. Uh, But I mean, you've got the incarnate book, which is fun. Um, You know, there's this stuff like the, uh, the one star um, squadron, which is hilarious. Um, And it's one of those, like I, I wish that Steve Lieber was like a bigger star. I yeah. can't, you know, I, that Jimmy Olsen yeah. book is so unbelievable. And, um, I don't know. I just feel like he's just like, you need, you guys need me. I'm just going to be working. Like I'm not a promotion guy. I'm just yeah. out there fight. I'm fighting for artist rights and drawing and, yeah. and, you know, being a mentor. Like he's like yeah. the real deal. Um, and, um, and also, you know, he actually delivers his stuff is good. Yes. Um, and it's fun. Um, I did, I watched, um, all of the Spider-Man movies, the the uh, the, to- the Tom Holland ones, and Shang Chi and Black Widow in like a week and a half um, to get caught up. Um, and um, my favorite part of No Way Home was all of the Spider-Men, um, and I think that's all that. I don't know. The, they are like Andrew Garfield was a blast. Tobey Maguire is like Spider Dad was yeah. really fun. Yeah, um, Spider Dad. He yeah. was wonderful. You know. And I like I still think about that youth pastor joke uh, joke on a fairly regular basis and laugh to myself. (laughs) So did you bring your costume or are you going to go into battle just like a youth pastor? (laughs) So there's rumors now that like Sony wants to do another Andrew Garfield Spider-Man set in their 
Sony verse. I, I, I never want to hear another another rumor it. ever again. I just, no, I, don't, an, I don't either. I, I don't need I, it. We we need no more rumors. Just stop it. No right. more. Yeah. And and Joe, I was. I wish I could have. This uh, I, I want to say this rumor was in Forbes. This was not like coming out of Screen Rant or we got this covered or something. No, it got picked like, up. It, it was re- it was reported on. It was reported some. Uh, yeah. It was posted somewhere. I won't say reported. It was posted somewhere. It's like, oh yeah, and I heard this, and then a bunch of other places were like, oh well, where rumor is. Yeah, like, yeah. They're, no it, one they didn't break like, the story. I'm it's not saying it's happening. Like, I'm yeah. saying as much as I liked Andrew Garfield popping up, and like in the movie, he was fantastic. I don't need more of that. We did the magic there, and it was great. I don't need more of that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I, like, I don't. I don't want to see any more of him. I don't want to see yeah. any more. Like Tobey Maguire was was very good, and I yeah. Like I, um, you know, like that's the like one of the final scenes, and all he does is make eye contact, and I was like, oh my god, like where it's yes. like, come on, it's like, come on, Pete, you could do that, and like I, I have zero. You know, I am a forty-one year old man. I don't care about Tom Holland at all. I don't think he's charming. I don't think he's funny. I don't like the Iron Man Jr. You're thing. Like I don't like it. <laughs> You're I, just a monster, I, Domingos. <laughs> I I hate it. I think he's so annoying, and I think the Mister Stark stuff is so annoying. And it took three movies to get to like he's Spider Man. It's like great. What are we doing here, guys? Um, but the other Spider Man, I was like, oh, I love Spider Man. Like I, I had that yeah. thing of like watching like those two like. And I haven't even seen the Andrew Garfield movies, but like the Tobey Maguire thing, I was like, that's Spider-Man. Like I, like the three-year-old in me was like, yeah, like that was the, like I felt it. And I have not cared that much in a long time. Strangely, when um, we saw it in the theater, so- there was a much bigger, like when Andrew Garfield showed up in the movie, the theater went nuts. They went insane, like screamed. And when Tobey Maguire oh. showed up, people were like, yeah, all right. Well, I mean, you know, because <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, Gar- Andrew Gar- Garfield walked into frame in costume yeah. and Tobey Maguire walked into frame dressed as a youth pastor. Yeah, but like, yeah. Why wasn't he in costume? Yeah, I don't know. Because he's um, an old guy and he's yeah, like, he's oh, let me dude. go find my stuff. I mean, yeah, you know? I mean, like, I mean, you know that 99% of anything filmed with Tobey Maguire in a costume was CGI. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brian, you said, I wish I could have uh, piped up and then you got cut off. What were you going to say? Yeah. Th- um, uh, the, the whole Kingpin like blip superpowered thing. I can't handle it. It's no, 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 no. Okay. I don't, we, no one we is saying in- that the blip gave him superpowers. Okay. Well, no no one is saying that. <laughs> right. I think you could go on the internet and find someone saying that, that they're sure. Yeah, I promise you it's out there. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we saw y- Yelena with, you know what? I'm going to start voice. that. I'm going to start that rumor. Stop it. And I'm going to see <laughs> if I can get it picked up by Forbes. <laughs> <All right. laughs> That would be yes, uh, yeah. Republican insiders in the business community are like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, Forbes is like. Doo, 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 doo. Um, so yeah, I would no. like some some bald billionaire in in his in his tower with one of those old timey ticker tape machines, like. Straight out of Omaha, you know who that is? Yeah, you, you know anything comes out of the Midwest, you know who's telling us that? Yeah, yeah they're checking the real deal. The Nebraska teletype, um, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. Like, wow. the, um, uh, yeah, Yelena with her bad Borat accent. Um, I love. Went it into so the much. bathroom. It is the it is the cheesiest most like if I was Russian I'd be insulted. It is the most insulting accent I've ever heard. Um, but he like she goes into the bathroom and then like immediately comes out and everything's different. Like there's like psychological changes sure, but it's not like the cosmic blah blah. Like I don't want to hear that. I'm not looking. No for that right. Sort of yeah, thing. yeah 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 yeah. Sure. Um, uh, but yes, I, I mean I'll agree that like what like 
once you find out what happened, like, yeah, it's going to break you probably for a sure. bit. Um, but we don't also don't know that the King thing got blipped. No, we have no idea. We don't know and anything about it. And I and I will go to my grave telling you that Kingpin in the Netflix show is just as tough as Kingpin on Hawkeye. He literally, yes, no, he is like keep saying almost to a he's ridiculous sma- point. He's smashing people, like he's smashing people through walls. He's killing people with his bare hands. He's oh, he's punching their faces through rock. And- like, yeah. you know, rock columns and not cutting himself. Like, yeah, right. No, he's, he, he's smashing yeah. his people's heads in car. Like the Kingpin in Daredevil is just as tough as Kingpin and Hawkeye and in Kingpin and Hawkeye. We only saw him in one fight. Yeah. No, I, I think that those were, those were action TV show logic as far like how do you survive the bomb? It's like, they always do. Like, 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 John like the end of every rock movie where suddenly yeah. he can like, right. It's like, okay, <laughs> keep look, a helicopter saying, from like, flying look, away. I love the movie. I love the rock. I love the rock. I watched the movie skyscraper skyscraper. The rock has one <laughs> leg. He's got one real leg and one prosthetic leg. And you mean to tell me that that guy can make it through a towering inferno, leaping from building to building, sometimes without the prosthetic even attached. You know, Joe Patrick, not all amputees let their. Uh, nope, that's not what I'm saying. You know, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, I'm saying that you are Dr. Octopus. You are Dr. Otto Octavius. You are a fat nerd who just happens to get a set of metal arms bonded to your body. You cannot take, oh, you can't, like, Spider Man breathes on you hard yeah. and you fall down. Yeah. You don't take multiple punches from Spider. And meanwhile, I'm rereading Ultimate Spider-Man. I know it's the comic, don't at me. But if the same thing happens in the movies, like you don't Otto Octavius takes multiple punches from a Jim, a class 10 superhuman. Yeah. A guy who <laughs> and, can do real damage and, 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 and his head yeah. doesn't pop like a grape. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, it's like, we no, had a I'm story sorry. where he no. was in a metal coffin because he got beat up yes, so bad. And it coffin. only took 60 years to get there. It only took yeah, 60 years. And he switched bodies, yeah. you know, come on. He, he got beat um, up pretty I, bad eventually. One no way home thing too. Um, like uh, Doc Ock is so great. Uh, Willem Dafoe is so amazing. And like, when he's taking the hits, you know, like they're in that hallway and he's punching, 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 and he just laughs in Peter's face. And it's like, he's so, he's so great. Like they are yes. such like classic, unbelievably talented actors. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, like, oh, how, how lucky is it that Sony let them be in that Marvel movie, co-Marvel movie? You know what I mean? <laughs> right, like, yes. Yeah. That's what uh, I will say about that. Um, uh, I will tell you um, that scene in Joe, the apartment, Happy's apartment. Finish this thought, Joe. Brian, we're going to keep moving here. So we right. well, talk to you, man. One thing, my, oh. my, my oh, yeah. upcoming thing, my big nerdy thing for 2022, um, I am cramming the last couple of seasons of the, the show because there's a new season coming out. Season 21, one of the best sequential shows of all time, Law and Order is coming back. February. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Sam Watterson's coming back. Sam Watterson, um, Anthony oh, Anderson. Shouldn't he be retired? Uh, Jeff- <laughs> like- Jeffrey Donovan's coming. <laughs> He's going to be the other cop. It's going to be amazing. Can't wait. Fair um, enough. <laughs> Anthony Anderson, I guess Blackish is ending. The guy needs to get, needs yeah, to get back on the- Yeah, he wrapped up. He was there in 18 through 20, and now he's going to do 21. There you go. That's what they good do. For, good for that guy. Right. Be great. Good to Can't talk to you, Brian. Later, guys. <laughs> Brian. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home. There's there's that scene Happy's in apartment, yeah. Happy's apartment or Happy's condo where um, uh, Peter's off doing whatever, and Otto is there. Otto has been cured at this point, and... Uh, 
he says something to Norman. He says, uh, you must be so excited. Soon, my friend, you will be yourself again. And with his back to the camera, Willem Dafoe goes, yes, myself again, or something like that. Right. Like he repeats the words back, but you can tell just from the way he says it, that he is definitely not Norman Osborn anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like, I was like, Whoa. <laughs> like I had the Wiggins. Yeah. I will say Willem Dafoe nailed it. Like really. It, it, but I mean, he's Willem Dafoe. That, that dude is an incredible actor. I mean, and, and any role you put him in, he's going to be great, but yes. he nailed it. Um, oh yeah. No, he was so good. I just watched him in the card counter as well, which was a really weird movie. I don't know. I didn't love it. He was good in it though. David Robbins, get in here. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah, totally. Excellent. We got, yeah, we got you. Excellent. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. Real good. Excellent. Matt, you seem like you got a little extra bass in your voice today. You, are you feeling a little under the weather? That's the COVID that you're listening Oh, is to. it? Yeah. I got the cron, baby. Oh, sorry <laughs> to hear that, man. Yeah. Uh, hope a uh, speedy recovery. I hope well as well. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's just like a bad cold. So okay. I'm fine. And while uh, while we're doing a little uh, sad things first, uh, you know, much love to uh, Betty White, Peter Bogdanovich, and Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Dang. Hell of a week. Yeah. And I hate yeah, that. I mean, like, it always happens in threes. But this time, of course, it did. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But you I know mean, what? I, I, maybe this speaks to, to my own obliviousness, but I didn't actually see anybody saying that this time. And then, of course, it happened. So, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, um, that out of the way, um, my uh, answer to the question of the week, um, with everything going on with the move, with family stuff, I haven't read a ton of books this year. Um, and the series started in 2020, but um, I got to give it up for the Vampire the Masquerade Winter's Teeth series. Um, I would have read it anyway, but was pleasantly surprised how good it was. Yeah, it was uh, for a property that I don't even care about. I really right. enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a great book. And that's one that yeah. I kept up with. I really liked yeah. it. And uh, as far as other media, um, the finale of L.A. by Night uh, was exceptional. Uh, all the people that were on that and just telling that chapter, that story and bringing that to an end. That was an exceptional like story for an RPG. Fair enough. So, cool. Fair enough. Cool. Um, and as far as uh, other media, um, No Way Home, fantastic. Uh, I've been loving, uh, I watched uh, Shotgun season four of Cobra Kai. That was great. Made me actually care a little bit about Terry Silver, which Karate Kid 3 never did. Um, so then he turned out to be just a dick. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> eagerly awaiting season five, which is already done being filmed. They oh, nice. it in December. So that's that's in, in process. It does. Um, I, I feel like the this Karate Kid show, which is great. I very much like it. I haven't watched season four yet, though. But if you like we watched the first three seasons, basically, because I had never really I watched a little bit of it and then just shotgunned yeah. it. And, and while I was watching, it, I think I was like, they filmed this in like four locations and four locations only. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. The LaRusso home, home, Cobra the, Kai, yeah. Miyagi-Do right. and the high school, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and the high, the high school. school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Johnny's apartment, I guess. So yeah, five. Johnny's apartment. Yeah. Miguel's apartment. So like, but that complex, like it's the mini mall. Uh, yeah. I guess the mini mall Cobra Kai is at the mini mall. Yeah. It's, I, I will say, I said it before. I'll say it again. It's way better than it has any right to be. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, you know, starting off, they were working with that YouTube red money, you know, they didn't yep. have Netflix money. 
So yep. they had YouTube Red money. Right. And uh, uh, and uh, so I just finished the first season for the first time last weekend. Okay. Uh, and I mean, it's like, it, you're fine. Yeah, like nothing really has been spoiled. But um, that show, uh, like I was on, I was just like riveted. Yes. Riveted. Yeah, it's 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 totally cheeseball. It is. But yep. it's great. And yep. I'm really glad they kind of got out of, like they got away from Johnny as like this, Captain America, almost man out of time thing. It's like, look, I get it. You're old. It's like, I don't like technology and stuff. And like, well, I've had my so, eyes yeah, closed at, in the world. At some, <laughs> at some point in the first, at some point towards the end of the first season, he said, he, he says the line, what's Facebook? And right. Like, okay, like, look, come on. Even my grandpa, uh, <laughs> yeah. like my dad doesn't have Facebook, but he knows what Facebook right. is. Like, I, I do enjoy that later on as they go, um, Johnny changing the post on Netflix's ad when the next season is coming out is how they announced that they were releasing them earlier than they really were. Cause he was like January 8th. That's too long. Type, 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 type January 1st. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> it was super cheese ball. Um, so I love that. Uh, I watched the part two of masters of the universe revelation uh, the other day. Wow. Which, oh yeah. So good. So good. It is so, so good. goddamn like, good. <laughs> they do so much more with Orco than they've done for 40 years, yes. which is and amazing. I, I don't, even I, when I was a kid, I didn't like Orko. It was like, yeah, screw this character. It's just stupid. The jokes aren't funny. I don't care. And now it's just like, oh my god, like, am I gonna watch Orko die of magic cancer? <laughs> like, yeah, oh no. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and now I'm gonna jump in into the uh, the disco discussion that we were having before. Oh, um, I don't know a ton about the original series. I don't have a lot of connectivity yeah. to that. Neither do um, I. So Discovery is coming back in February. Mm -hmm. Picard season two is coming in February. Mm -hmm. um, Picard, the teasers for it are Q saying the test never ended. Right. Right. What if this whole thing between Discovery and the DMA and Picard season two and, and Q and the test is a revamp update continuation of all good things? Could be. Yeah. I mean, I could see, I could see that, uh, I could see a Q connection for sure. Well, but they might. Like, I'm not that. saying the continuum causes it well, I because they know it's not the continuum yeah. causing it, but the continuum didn't cause the, the rupture in space time in all good things either. Right. It was just like, yeah, we, I'm here to observe how you guys handle like, well, how you react to it. Right. Yeah. So it's, I think it's possible. I don't know how likely I don't have, you know, any clue as to what it actually could be if it's not. But I think it'd be kind of neat if they tied Picard to Discovery with the time traveling aspect, with the, everything all kind of wrapping up together. Since Picard has dedicated his life to Starfleet, been betrayed by it, and then has kind of saved it. Yeah, could be. And they, I was going to say that they mentioned the like Q and whatnot, but I think it was just kind of a throwaway line. They're like, well, we haven't seen their race for two well, years. Well, right. Like here's that. a here's a list of all of the alien gods we know. Right. Yeah. And we don't think it's any of them. Yeah, yeah, that's just their way of getting that out of the way or making us think they're getting it out of the way. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I I like I Matt Matt's Matt theorized that it's gonna have some sort of tie to Strange New Worlds. I don't think so. I don't think Strange New Worlds needs it. I don't think we're gonna get that. But I wouldn't be upset if they somehow tied the discovery uh timeline to the next gen uh, slash Picard timeline in the same way they tied Spock to the next gen timeline. Um, you know, obviously having him surviving into that era. 
um, well, you know, like bridge the gap between those two shows somehow. So here's the thing. Picard season one is all about synths and data and all that. And now suddenly they have a AI new form of life that is integrated into discovery. Yep. Right. Yeah. So it perhaps they're using that synth artificial life thing to tie all of these pieces together. And that's kind of what the observations about. That could be, you know, Uh, and Frank is wondering in the chat, if the AI from the end of Picard might be connected to control. From possible. Discovery season two, which is an interesting thought. Could That's be. possible. It could be fun. We're going to find I mean, out. There's certainly a theme, uh, certainly a, a theme with these three shows. Yeah. Um, uh, with AI being a, a, a heavy presence in, in these three shows. So, um, yeah, maybe it's going to, maybe they're doing, they're working on some sort of stealth, maybe not crossover, but like, um, like a thematic link, you know, a thematic yeah. Yeah. crossover. Um, a through line, a through line, yeah, and go. that would be super fun. Could be, that would be fun. It's like, yeah, here, this is the uh, like, oh yeah, uh, shit got bad with the uh, shit got bad with synths uh, in the uh, pre Kirk Enterprise era. We took care of it. Things are fine now. Oh shit! A hundred years later, uh, it got way worse with Picard. They almost destroyed a planet. Yeah. Now there's a whole planet full of them, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there were some s- s- sort of synth elder gods or something. I don't fucking know. I, the, the, I don't know. They're the Reapers from Mass Effect is all as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, and and then uh, they're like, okay, well, everything's fine. We took care of it. We closed the portal. Oh, no harm, no foul. And now a thousand years in the future, it's like, our computer's alive. We don't know what happened. Uh, yeah. And, well, with, <laughs> with Paramount, with Paramount uh, Plus, the way it is, they could have all these shows going and then do a Defender style miniseries that is the culmination of all of these stories involving the crews from all of the shows. I yep. would love it. That, oh, I mean, that amazing. could totally be a thing. I could see um, that happening, definitely. And as far as other, like one last piece of media, I know you guys don't care too much about it anymore. Uh, I actually am still in the Walking Dead uh, universe watching oh, wow. all these shows. I want to know how this story ends with I, all of them. I, I want to I want to finish season 10. Um, Every I'm, time I'm, I see the show I'm, still on, I just go, really? Well, this is the last season. <laughs> season 11 yeah. is the last oh, one. Okay. <laughs> um, I finished The World Beyond uh, which they did two seasons of, and I didn't even with. know. I didn't even know what that was. I didn't yeah. know um, that there were, even was a third show. It's further in the timeline than Fear is, but not as up to date as Walking Dead is. <laughs> so they're a little grosser, right? <laughs> the zombies <laughs> are a little grosser. <laughs> but Jadis, or fresher, the trash maybe lady, new ones. I mean, we don't know. Jadis, the oh, trash lady who takes Rick away in the helicopter when Andrew Grimes or Andrew uh, Lincoln leaves the show. All right. Um, she's actually on World Beyond. Oh. Um, and in, in the second season, and there's a post credit uh, that even if you don't care about anything else, but you watch the beginning of it, watch this post credits from the finale of World Beyond. Um, it's like all in French with subtitles because it's in a French lab where there's a French scientist downloading video files and research from Jenner from the CDC from season one. Oh wow! Huh. Pre his wife dying, and like he, uh, like some other person comes in, questions her about like Violet Squad or some other squad, shoots her in the back. She dies, turns within a minute, and is a fast, strong walker. 
Interesting. Which we've never seen in Walking Dead because Walking Dead always takes place in the U.S. And this oh, is clearly and, supposed and, to be France. And that's how they that's how they tie it to the 28 days oh, slash stop weeks it. later universe <laughs> because the zombies got through the channel. There you I go. Hope, zombies I got through not. the channel. They came I through hope the not channel. because 28 yeah. days later, not zombies, rage infected, they're I, not dead. Yeah, I know, obviously. Um, I'm kidding. But, but that, the, this post credits is actually really kind of interesting and I don't kind of know where they're going to go with it. But connecting it back to season one with the research in the CDC and that there were multiple groups around the world communicating and working on this together is very interesting. Yeah, that's cool. I like it. That's fun. I don't think I'm going to make my toes it make, back like, in. It makes total sense. Like, yeah, there was um, that was actually that was one of the things that I liked about the Walking Dead comic um, is the fact that it's like, yeah, it's just about a bunch of country bumpkins. Yeah, uh, or it's Southerners. Uh, that's not fair to call whoa, them country whoa, bumpkins. They whoa. weren't all country. <laughs> they weren't all from the country. Um, but they're from the South, and they're just normal people, right? They're not scientists. They don't work for the government. Uh, and like, yeah, they're just they're reacting to what's happening. There's no way they will ever find out what's going on. And even if they think they do, it's like, oh, the CDC is down here. Let's go visit. They're not going to get any answers. Yeah. And I liked that about that. Yeah. Um, but then many many years into it. Uh, in the comics, Hickman, uh, it wasn't Hickman, actually. I, it was Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, and I forget the artist. Was it Marcos Martin? I don't remember who the artist was. But they did a Walking Dead one shot where it's like, hey, this is happening all over the place. This story takes place, <gasps> surprise, in Europe. Yeah. Uh, and um, I thought that that was very cool. Is like, you know, let's let's turn the camera to the left and see what's going on over here. Right. Because they're like, these people will never meet. The highways are screwed. There are no planes. Like there's no way that these people are getting from Georgia to France. Uh, and uh, let's, let's see what's going on. There ain't no Which boat. is why we like Mandalorian and book of Boba Fett because it turns the camera to the left. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. Precisely. Precisely. But there ain't no boats no more. What? Well, they well, yeah, answer boats. I mean, they answer boats and and stuff in Fear the Walking Dead season two. Okay. They, they well, talk about why living on the water uh, doesn't work. Right, uh, and also um, after the last two years of boat related uh, <laughs> boat related disaster going on in the real world. Uh, I'm not uh, interested in anything happening on a boat. Yeah, no, that's true. Because like, if you get on a cruise ship and you can get COVID like that, or like even before COVID, yeah. like you get diarrhea like that. Like, yep. how like, quick before the, somebody bites somebody cruise, and it's all like, over? This, well, it wasn't the cruise. Like the first time I heard the word COVID, it was like, there's a cruise ship, and we're not letting people get off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, okay, this is how this is how David. That it's, it's good to talk to you. We're gonna we're gonna finish this up with our buddy Jim. But happy New Year, guys. Take care. Talk. Bye, bud. Jimbo, get in here. Whoops. Hold on. There we go. Asking him to unmute. Greetings. Greetings, buddy. How are we? And Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, you guys. I'm glad you guys are doing well. Okay. Yeah, man. So let's do uh, let's do the bet. We'll do some the top list here. We got best new manga. That is Dan to Dan by Tatsuo. I'm sorry. The- Time out. Say yeah, that again. You heard him. <laughs> Dan to Dan. Not it's Dan to Dan. Not Dan Dan Dan, Dan but Dan to nope. Dan. That is it's, correct. It's like okay. Apple to Yap. Exactly. So he's a former assistant of Chainsaw Man guy. So. Oh. Dark. Is this a spinoff? No, not a spinoff. It's his own thing. Oh, okay. But you got that same humor, violence, horror, comedy that 
flows so so well. Gotcha. Uh, yep. Best artist again, Murata, One Punch Man. He can't be beat. It's not fair to everyone else. Yeah, but that's he's great. How it is. He's exceptional. Yep. Uh, top five rundown. We'll do My Hero, uh, One Piece, Fire Force. Hit it really strong this year. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. And my number one is One Punch Man. Oh my god, I can't believe it. Holy cow! It's the best. Mine. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I love it. I want more animated One Punch Man immediately. Yeah, the the right. I don't. I don't understand those rights. Um, okay, so we'll do some numbers because numbers are always fun. So they are fun. Jujutsu Kaisen had its movie premiere over Christmas that week. The volume that the movie is based off of sold one million units in a week. In a week. <laughs> okay. <Ooh>. Crazy. <laughs> right. Um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure finished off part eight and hit 120 million total sales. Congrats to him. The author, Araki Sensei, is turning 61, and he says there's going to be a part nine. I don't know why, but good good on him. Good All on right. Him. And then one interesting thing, back to the Batman webtoon. So these are year finals. They had 18 million views. Jesus. And there's seven, 785,000 people that are subscribe for notifications on this to so paying for that is what you're saying. No, they're just like, no. So like in, in the app, you, oh. you, you're putting like, yes, I want to be notified when a new chapter is released. Gotcha. Okay. So, it's every Wednesday, I believe on oh, every Thursday on, on this one. So gotcha. Some numbers. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what that means. I still don't know what that means. I, I don't know if like Batman sales over these 20 weeks have like increased or, I need anything. I don't know. I mean, the, the you know the bat books are always big sellers for DC. I can't say like I watch the sales and there hasn't been any giant spikes in anything. Yeah. Uh, so but it, it's yeah, those are those, are those those are the numbers. Those are the those are the awards. Uh, best panel was One Punch Man. Oh my god! I might I might post it. I probably you guys care. Do it. Post it. Post yes, it. Yes, we care. That guy's exceptional. Care. No, that dude's an amazing artist. Definitely. He just he so, just blows everyone else out of the water and. Oh my god! You mentioned the rights. Crazy. What's going on there? Is there a reason why we are not getting any more anime? Or like- I don't. So I don't know what the rights issue is with 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 season three because the author he goes by the pen name one. Okay. His other work, Mob Psycho One Hundred, is actually in production for season three. Right. So it had its seasons. You know, it started af- well after One Punch Man season one, which was done by I think the issue is Madhouse. Madhouse is like the premier place to get. So they own the rights, but they were subletting season two. And that was such a crap show that the fans revolted. So I don't know if they're yeah, waiting. It did go down in quality. Definitely. Right. So that's kind of where though it, it's really strange because um, I think the numbers for one punch man, the volume sales hit 25 million total this year, like over like all through its lifetime, which is pretty good. Not having like an anime ongoing at all. So. Fair enough. Yeah, I need a new anime to watch because I'm almost done with Baki, and I love it. It's the weirdest, most macho, hyper-violent bullshit oh, yeah. you have ever seen. <laughs> it is just, after every episode, I'm like, I don't even know what that was. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, the, yeah, anime this year was overloaded because all the 2020s got pushed to 2021. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So if you want, like, a best list, it's, it's way too many because there's way too many good stuff. Um, Demon Slayer Season 2 is in full swing. Um, that'll be ending probably like five or six weeks as they wrap up this season. The, the only problem this season is they included the movie. So there's a movie last year, but they just added the movie into the season. Oh, really? So, yeah. So the movie's canonical. It takes like yeah. 10 chapters. 
Yeah. But so I guess like for people who couldn't see it, they added it, but it's like, why would I just watch 20 minutes of a movie and I just watch the movie yeah. on the same streaming service? Yeah. It's, it's right there. That's and, bizarre. All right. Well, yeah, was, yeah. I really like that show too. So Jim, uh, yeah. wait, Jimbo. So Jimbo. Oh, class, what, the class strength? Class, class strength. It, it, uh, according to Marvel comics, they, they operate on a class system. So class 10. Uh-huh. Uh, is this still is, a thing? Uh, Do they still talk about this? Well, it's from the handbook, so okay. I mean, this yes. is classic uh, '80s stuff. Well, but I mean, they they redid the handbook not that long ago, and I'm pretty sure they still use those terms, but I don't I don't remember. Okay. Um. So, class ten strength would be uh, you can lift up to ten tons. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, like I think that like somebody like Luke Cage or the Beast who are super strong, but not like Spider-Man strong would still be considered class 10 because they are in that range. Right. Uh, and so class 100 though, that's like, you've you're that's the, we've, we aren't counting any higher than that. You can lift over a hundred tons. You are the Hulk. Uh, and so that's, that's where those numbers come from. Um, the, the thing I think is like class 70, so he can he can get up to seventy tons, which is still very a lot of weight. Yeah. But any Hulk weight, you know? No, that's why that's you know. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the uh, a real brief uh, breakdown of Marvel's strength classes. There you go. But they don't use, but they don't use that anymore. No, not well, really. No. They, they, like, they don't talk like, oh my god, this villain, we're gonna get some hitter hitter. He's like a class twenty. Oh no. my god. Well, oh, and it's not it's not really something you would ever see somebody say in the comic. Unless, may, unless maybe you'd like read Richards and be like, oh, yes, uh, so-and-so or like a government like a shield agent or somebody. It's like, oh, we got to be prepared for a class 20, whatever. You know, like maybe you might see that. But typically, no, it's just like you don't really see anybody okay. in story referring to them. From the Thing's biography on Marvel.com, the Thing stands as one of the most powerful individuals on the planet, perhaps second only to the Hulk. His unique physique enables him to lift nearly 100 tons, withstand extreme temperatures, then he and has gotten stronger. Intense bombardments of energy and explosive. Yeah, his rocks, his rocks got stronger, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, that he's definitely gotten stronger then I because think in away, the, I think I've gotten in away the, from a lot in of the that. 80s, in the in the Marvel Handbook Deluxe Edition, now he was like <laughs> seventy. He was like seventy tons. Yeah, I know. I remember that too. Well, he, eventually, he, he, he gets that uh, creatine pet in the powder mix, and he's sure. Out. I think they've just yeah, gotten yeah, away from exactly. a lot of that because writers need these characters to do what they, whatever they want them to do. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's like we say for anything, yeah. if the character is as strong as they need to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Jimbo, good to talk to you, man. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. All right, let's get in some voicemails here. First one from our master of coin. Not even 10 hours into November 1st, and they are putting up a Christmas tree. We are not letting them get away with this next year. Oh, hello again. This is uh, Lord Stephen, Master of Coin, reporting in from the front lines of the war on Christmas, which shall not end until Christmas ends its illegal occupation of November. But as we pack up our musicians and prepare for a long retirement until next year's battle resumes, it seems like a good time to answer the question of the week with some final thoughts on last year's movies and a ludicrous speed round. Justice League, the Snyder Cut, watched this streaming with friends on Discord, and every so often the friend who was streaming it would move his mouse, and the little bar on the bottom of the screen would show how much time had passed. And every time it, I saw that bar, I would say something along the lines of, How? Has it only been 15 minutes? <laughs> this movie will never end. Skip it. Black Widow. It was okay. 
Skim it. The Suicide Squad. Really enjoyed this one, even to the point that I actually liked Harley Quinn for a change. Watch it. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I liked it. Watch it. Venom 2, Red Venom. Like the first Venom, I can't say that this is a good movie, but I did have a fun time watching it. Skim it. Dune. This film was good, but the main problem with this sort of adaptation is that a novel has a very specific structure to it. And when you choose to adapt the book by only doing part of it, you're left with a film that is not satisfying as its own piece, as you only have part of a story rather than the entire thing. Uh, when I can watch this movie right at, before watching the next book, movie in the series or however many long it's going to be, I mean, it's definitely going to be a watch it, but as its own standalone film, I can only give it a skim it. Uh, Eternals. There's a lot to like in this movie, but ultimately it felt to me like they were trying to do way too much, and in the end, they weren't able to succeed in a lot of what they were trying to do. Uh, skip it. Spider-Man, Ain't No Road no Home No More. Uh, this is my favorite comic book movie of the year. I was really worried that it was going to be a mess of nostalgia but with no substance to it, and they managed to make a movie with that had real stakes and actual emotion to it. Uh, it also delivered probably my favorite depiction of Spider-Sense on film, uh, and as very, very light spoiler, I just want them to include someone from Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark in Spider-Verse. It's all I want. <laughs> Watch it. So, uh, that's all for me this year, so I wish you a happy 2022, and an elf is just delivering a piece of missile to, and I have to kill that fucker. So, until next time, <laughs> see ya. Stephen Fino, always good to hear from you, buddy. Thank you, sir, thank you. His use of spider sense, what's he talking about? He said it was my favorite use of spider sense in, in, a, no way help? in a movie, yeah, ever. What's What scene is he talking about? I don't know. I, I mean, I think that in the sense that uh, I don't. I don't know what he was referring to specifically. Yeah, I'm trying to think like if there was like a specific scene where his spider. Well, I mean, sense yeah, certainly out. the the, the his spider sense went off in the movie, but I can't. I don't know exactly what he's referring. Maybe to. Maybe when Doc Ock first showed up or something. I don't know. Maybe uh, that could be. Um, I, I know they they kept making Peter Tingle jokes. Yeah, <laughs> if they carried that over from the second. Love one. it. I love it. Yeah, wasn't it? Maybe there was a. Was there a scene where all their their Peters tingle all went off at the same time? I believe it'd be their Peter, Peters tingled no, all at the same Peter time. No, it'd be Peter tingles. <laughs> they all have Peter tingles. <laughs> I think their Peters tingled at the same time. <laughs> You're disgusting. <laughs> all right, we'll have to Thank ask you, him. Steven. Let Thank us you, know, Steven. Steven. We're curious. Jimmy Randall. We haven't heard from him for a little bit. Dun, 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 ba, bam. All right. Hey, guys. Um, it's Jimmy. Jimmy Randall. I thought I'd finally send in another MP3. It's time for my my yearly contribution to the call-in show. Um, so, yeah, it's been a... It, it was a cool year. 2021 was great, right? <clears throat> yeah, this year's going to be a lot better. Um, we're all going to hold hands and, and share love, and we're going to sing in circles, and 2022 is just going to be the year that it'll... It all just works out, I, I reckon. So I'll just quickly uh, just chuck in my two cents because, you know, everyone really fucking wants to know what I think uh, about, you know, my best of 2021. A lot of it happened towards the back end of the year, but my movie of the year was Don't Look Up. Uh, album uh? of the year was In the Court of the Dragon by Trivium. That was quite nice. My oh, favourite TV show was Hawkeye. Uh, my favourite video game of the year was Halo Infinite. Yay! I'm still smashing through that with the misses, and uh, it is pretty damn spectacular. It, the game is uh, good. Comic series, I really agree with you guys. My favourite series that you know was around in 2021 was uh, We Only Find Them When They're Dead, and my favourite single issue was Immortal Hulk number 50. So there we go. That's what I think. Hooray! Um... 
But I'm just going to quickly talk about the book of Boba Fett. Um, no spoilers, you know, it's only two two episodes deep at the moment as of time of recording, but first issue left me, well, first issue, first episode left me really wanting it to be a bit better. I don't know, it just seemed really tacked on and flashy and uh, Power Rangers-ish, but I found episode it two slight. kind of struck me like uh, yeah. they really emphasised on how old Boba Fett was and his he's just an old cynical dude looking around being like what the fuck's going on I'm just a crazy Tamira Morrison I'm here to kick some ass I don't know what's up and he seemed like a good cipher for your average viewer especially your average older Do you think Boba Fett fan who loved him you know ever since the days of Empire Strikes Back so that's it. I had a turnaround. Didn't like the first episode. Like the second episode. Yay. There's my contribution. Um, love you guys. Hey, and speaking of Tamira Morrison, uh, Boba Fett, if you guys haven't seen it, try and watch like his big debut movie. Uh, it's called Once Were Warriors. It's a fascinating little brutal look at uh, Maori culture in New Zealand. And oh, it's a great film, but a bit of a hard watch. So that's it. That's kind of like two minutes. So I'm, I'm out of here, dudes. Bye. Jimmy, always Thank good you, to hear Jimmy. from you, buddy. I'm glad you. I'm glad you had a turnaround. I don't disagree. Uh, it, like uh, now, I I I will say that um, when I saw the first episode of Book of Boba Fett, I liked, but I thought it was slight. Yeah, I, I thought it was a little bit on the like, is that all we're getting? Uh, side of it. Um, the second episode gave me everything I wanted from the first episode, and I just I don't know if why that it like, guys, it's the internet. Nobody's gonna complain. Just give us extra long episodes, you know. If give us extra long episodes if the story calls for it. Don't don't cut off a don't cut off an episode and have it be lacking in story content because that's how I felt. Um, and I've heard this from a lot of people where they were like, "Yeah, I didn't love the first episode, but I really loved the second one." Yeah, and I, I liked the first one a lot, and I think there was definitely like just an excitement that came with it where I was just like, awesome, I'm on board. And then I watched it a second time and went, you know what? It was good, but it wasn't great. And I, I agree. I think we just needed more characterization, but I also get yeah, like the setup. Give us some setup. Show us he's old. Show us. Now, you, you like know. you, you, they had to show, they have to tell us. Right. What happened to Boba Fett after empire yes. or after return of the Jedi. They had to. And so you, for everybody complaining about the flashback stuff, like we had to have the flashback. Yes. Stuff. We needed to know what happened to Boba Fett, where he's been for the last uh, five years since the end of uh, Return of the Jedi. Right. The and answer it, is and it's not becoming fair a total badass to at the like, hands of the Tusken Raiders. Well, we already read that in this book or we already saw no, that in this comic. Yeah, none of that count, like, no, none no. of that counts for normal we people. We need to see it. Otherwise, right. we don't know if it counts. One hundred percent. But yes, I, I I am in agreement. Second episode, much much better. Halo Infinite. Um, Jimmy's the only one to bring up video games. Uh, I'm glad that he did because uh, I am not a Halo person at all. I didn't I didn't have either. an original Xbox. Like I was when I was. Um, I've played a lot of Halo games and they're fun. But I just they're fine. Like, they're fine. Yeah. Whatever. Like, first of all, I wasn't that I wasn't historically a huge first person shooter guy uh, when they first kind of came around. Um, but when the Xbox debuted, I already had a PlayStation 2. Um, and so I was never an Xbox person until uh, PlayStation 3 came out and it was 700 damn dollars. And uh, because it had a Blu-ray player and I was like, thanks, Sony. You've made my decision for me. I guess I'm an Xbox guy now. Um, and so I couldn't really get into Halo and I've tried it a few times, a few different games, Halo Infinite, uh, 
Halo Infinite, as somebody that does not love Halo, I adore that game. Yeah. It's so good. I got I got some buddies that are losing their mind on it. So uh, and it has nothing to do with the multiplayer because I don't typically play multiplayer games. The campaign is great. Um, it's kind of open world sandbox-ish, and it's um the traversal around the world is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, they've added a grappling hook thing, which is super fun to use. And um, like the, the shooting mechanics are perfect. I, I think that it, Halo is a, the game. Halo Infinite is a game for people that don't like Halo. Um, I love it. I think it's fantastic. And if you have Game Pass, it's on Game Pass for free. So if you already subscribed to Game Pass, you have it. Fair enough. I kind of fell off my Xbox and I sort of decided like, look, I got a switch. I got a PS four, you know, I'm, I'm going to ride this for a while. And I'm kind of the opposite. Like I, I go in waves, right. I'll, I'll, I'll play PlayStation for a long time. And then I'll be like, Oh, you know what? I kind of want to play mass effect. And then I'll switch over to the Xbox and then I'll play Xbox for six months. And I'm in a, I'm in an Xbox cycle at the moment. So I'm I've been playing a lot of Xbox Google games. stadia. I'm, I'm going for it. I'm stadia. Just- <laughs> um, I'm hoping they, I'm, I'm hoping for a, a, a next gen kind of Neo geo kind of situation, totally. you know, I, or the an Atari Jaguar. <laughs> Jaguar. I hope they bring back the Jaguar. The Turbo Graphics 16. Yes. Yeah. A, I'm not even, do we even measure things in polygons anymore? No. What, what, oh, uh, I don't believe so. I don't it's a Turbo Graphics 128. All right. <laughs> Tony Mathers, pull us out of this mess. Hey, guys. It's Tony Mathers. Uh, I wanted to talk about two things real quick. One, what do you think of the current season of Young Justice? Because uh, while I like the first four episodes, uh, I think it's gone tremendously downhill. Oh, it I looks disagree. like its budget has been slashed because uh, this last entire arc in all the uh, still image animation with the narration just makes it look incredibly cheap. And uh, after the first four episodes, I think it's just gone downhill. Plus, I really wanted that change they made at the beginning to stick, which I thought a show like this could do because they're not beholden to anyone but, you know, comic books, right? Uh, and the other question I have is, is uh, I know you guys are very prominent, powerful lawyers. It's true. I was hoping you could explain some copyright to me. Why is it that I can go on Etsy or uh, find a comic book artist and commission any artwork I want of any character, and that's cool. But if uh, I go to someone else, I say, hey, uh, can you, uh, like on Etsy, I wanted a a piece of jewelry with the Wonder Woman symbol engraved on it. And uh, every person I talked to freaked out about saying, no, I can't do that. That's a copyrighted image. And they wouldn't touch it. But then uh, I could have, like, uh, a, a wood artist. He, uh, I found someone who would make uh, an etch of Wonder Woman. Why, why, why would they do that? Why is that not copyrighted? But then, like, oh, I can't do this. Like, I, I don't understand that whole thing. With, uh, oh, I can't, I can't put that on your birthday cake, but uh, I can go get artwork of that thing. So, if you powerful mm-hmm. lawyers can explain that to me, I'd really appreciate it. All right, thank you guys. Let's, let's go in reverse order. And this is interesting because Joe. Uh, well, let's just get the Young Justice thing out of the way first. So let's go in the order that he asked the questions. I am not past episode four of Young Justice, so I don't know what he's talking about. So there's the end of that conversation. I am past uh, episode four. And I don't, I agree a little uh, bit that the animation is not as slick as it was. I, I don't disagree with that. But I think the show is still really, really good. I'll have to get caught up. I am an animation nerd. I'll get caught up uh, at some point and uh, we can revisit this topic. As for the um, copyright issue, I believe the uh, I believe the difference in what you're describing is um, if you are to if you were to say, hey, can you make me a necklace 
with a one that is a Wonder Woman symbol. Um, you are buying a piece of merchandise featuring a character for whom that merchandiser does not have the license. Yes. Um, which is why you can't, you know, you can't buy, um, you can't like buy a, 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 a you know what? It's weird. Uh, there's parody laws and there's fair use laws that come into play. But like, say you found somebody on Etsy that made custom iPhone cases and there, and you couldn't buy a custom iPhone case that had like Superman on it. Right. That was just made by some guy. You just tweeted an image of a t-shirt this morning with the like, I sure the did. Sinister Six and the mystery machine, which is it, the dumbest yeah, shit in the world. It wasn't even the Sinister Six. It was, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, basically it was, it was, um, it was. Uh, Doc Ock, the Green Goblin, Sandman, Electro, and the Lizard. Right. Uh, riding in the mystery machine. And on the side of the van, instead of saying mystery machine, it said multiverse machine, which if you squint real hard, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. No, it doesn't. It's the dumbest As shit in it the world. Consider, like all of those characters <laughs> are from No Way Home. Whatever. Which does, but they, these were all like the very specific Steve Ditko versions. Right. Of the characters, so like no, these characters this doesn't make it, it. It doesn't make sense. It's also anyway. a violation of two different copyrights. And well, but I and I think that's where that. you get into that's where you get into stuff like parody or like I don't the, I don't think so. And I think that stuff gets taken down a lot. People sell it and tell Marvel. But also goes, they no. Well, sure. Or Scooby yeah, right. Goes, that's a, no. That is no. that's another thing, right? Like anything anything goes until somebody tells you no. Right. And they do this uh, shit all the time. It is the illegal. internet is, it is the internet is violation. still a wild frontier. Um, but I like there are things there are p- protections in place for works of parody, which is how like Weird Al gets to do what he does. That's a different uh, even thing. though he definitely even though he has the courtesy to say, hey, um, you know, hey, Coolio, can I use Gangster's Paradise? Coolio is going to be a big jerk about it. Whatever, screw Coolio. Um, as far as art. Um, yes, you are, um, paying for a drawing of Wonder Woman, but what you're paying for is a drawing, right? You're paying for a piece of art from an artist. Um, and while that is a very simple answer, the more complicated answer is that if Marvel or DC wanted to, they could go and swat those people down. Yeah. They tried remember Gary Frank back in the day. There was a big stink about people selling convention sketches. The guy created Ghost Rider. This is the creator of Gary Friedrich. Oh, probably Gary Friedrich. Yeah. The creator of Ghost Rider. He's not an artist, but right. He was selling Ghost Rider merchandise. Right. And Marvel was like, no, came after him. Well, but okay. That's, I I would not to side with Marvel, but that's a little bit different because Gary Friedrich does not own the rights to make Ghost Rider merchandise. I don't disagree. But that's different than, say, Mike Plug doing Ghost Rider convention sketches or Javier Salteras or or Mark Texiera or whomever. Um, uh, but there was a bit of a hubbub not too long ago. Well, it was a while ago. But about uh, whether or not these companies, specifically, I think Marvel, was going to start cracking down on uh, freelance artists for selling sketches of licensed characters at, in Artist Alley at conventions. It's just dumb. Which is ludicrous. Yeah. It's ludicrous. It's and it, like it, the hubbub died down. But like uh, the the answer is really they 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 exist at the whim of the copyright holder. Um, the main difference is that you're paying for art, not merchandise. But they could shut it down if they wanted. Yeah, 
That's true. And I, I think there is also an internet presence as well, where if you're going to engrave a Wonder Woman symbol and put it on jewelry and put it on your Etsy store, that is a lot easier for someone like DC to go, uh-uh, because we found right. it. And um, as opposed to you sending someone an email and saying, hey, would you draw Wonder Woman for me? Right. How do you shut that down? Commissioning, commissioning an artist's work and then having them draw the character. Like our friend Bruce McCorkendale, he does cover recreations. Yeah. Um, and, and like, he doesn't own any of that artwork. He's also been doing but, like the Muppets in movie situations and stuff. Well, like sure. That, and it's great. But, but, and, but and there, that's, that's parody, right? That's, sure. you can do that. Um, but these cover recreations, they're hiring, like Bruce is not saying I drew this. Right. He's not saying like, this is my art. He's saying this is a recreation of a piece of art drawn by George Tuska or Alex Toth or whomever that I was hired to create. And so you are selling your work. You are not selling. If you had a, if you had an Etsy store that was like full of Superman sketches, you'd probably get shut down. Yeah. But if yeah. you had, um, but if you had like an account on Fiverr or one of those platforms where it's like, I'll draw whatever you want for X amount of dollars. Well, whatever you want is whatever you want. Right. And nobody could like, they couldn't stop you. Until it was too late. Anyway. Right. They're not going to show up and just say, on the chance that you even decide to draw Garfield, we're going to sue you. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. There you go. Copyright law with Joe and Matt. We just cleared it all up. Anytime you need us, we're available and uh, we're here. And if you, you could definitely use all of this information in a court of law, it definitely will work. It will definitely work. And if you've been injured in an accident that wasn't your fault, you can call us at 402-819-4894 and the law offices of Patrick and Baum will represent <laughs> you. So. There you go. Joe Patrick, before we get out of here, new question of the week. Set it up. All right. First new question of the week of 2022 was submitted by Harvey Locust. Sorry, if you've been wrongfully injured in a comic book accident. <laughs> if you experienced chronic ink stains between the years of 1985 and 1995, you might be due for a payment. Uh, Harvey Locust asks, what is the most important crossover to you? Whether it introduced one of your favorite characters, changed the outlook for a group, or rewrote the entire universe, we all have a major event that we like more than the rest for one reason or another. What's that event for you? So, in other words, not necessarily which event is considered the most monumentous historically, your, but the event... Your favorite. The event that is most important to you personally. But it, it's so Because of what it did for whatever. Crossover event. Yeah, I mean, any like any any big any big storyline or event. So right. you know, if you really loved it, like you look, if you want to be the guy that says I really loved One More Day, because it reset the Spider-Man marriage. Well, God bless you. Or man, Witchblade, Terminator, Aliens, Darkness, like Overkill. Yeah, blew my brains out, man. Predator, aliens it. versus Predator, which versus Witchblade versus the Darkness. I think yeah. RoboCop may have been in there too. I don't know. <laughs> they all got it. That's a sequel. The sequel. Was oh, okay. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week right here in the show. Thanks, everybody that played along, sent in MP3s, chatted with us on Facebook, or jumped into our Zoom. It's your show. We want to hear from you. We love you guys. Head over to uh, Patreon. Check out our Patreon extra we've got up right now. We're talking about the Hawkeye season finale. We're putting up more and more Patreon stuff twice a month and special monthly segments just for patrons. So, want to hear more of that? Let us know what you want to hear. We'll be back this Wednesday with a new Cosmic Long Box where we discuss classic comics based on a theme. And this time, the Cosmic Long Box has picked When Non Mutants Mutate. 
So we're talking about that time that the thing got really spiky or that time that yeah, Spider-Man yeah. grew six arms, you know, stuff like right. that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and so, you know, point of order, the transformation can be monstrous, but it would not necessarily be something you would say we would have picked for when a character turns into a monster. Yes. Like Cap Wolf. Right. We already did Cap Wolf. Exactly. Although I would say Cap Wolf would count, but we already did. Except we already did Cap Wolf. We already did it. So. In the in the Monsters episode. This will be a fun one. We'll see you on Wednesday for that. But for now, my name's Matt Baum. My name's Joe Patrick, and uh, it's damn good to be back. Yeah. Happy New Year, nerds. This is the Two-Headed Nerd, signing off.